You're listening to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganat St. Louis Acura here on ClabesOnline.com. The fun and games start after this. Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Munganass with Munganass St. Louis Acura, here to talk to you today about some benefits of Acura's certified pre-owned program. After passing a 182-point multi-point inspection, Acura backs all of our certified pre-owned cars with a 6-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty and a 7-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Munganass St. Louis Acura has new inventory arriving daily. Come on into Munganass St. Louis Acura today, meet our award-winning team, and find that perfect certified pre-owned Acura for you. The weekend just got more entertaining. It's Weekend Joe on Claves Online, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. Hear from some of the big names in St. Louis and national sports every weekend. And now, here's Joe Roderick and me, I'm Andy Hanselman. Hey, welcome in. It's another edition of Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota, here on ClavesOnline.com. I'm Joe Roderick. No Andy Hanselman this week, so we have gone to the bullpen and we've welcomed in John Marisek. John, hello. How are you? We've gone to the uh, lefty. I don't, I don't work here. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Andy? This is his job. Where's Andy? And You know, I mean... 2023, John, as you and I both know, there's no better time in the history of the world to buy a house. And that's what Andy Andy went and did. And he's signing and he's moving into his house and everything all uh, all weekend long. Uh, He told me about two months ago he got the house and he he was like, hey, I bought a house. I'm, you know, he was showing me pictures of it. And I said, God, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm busy that weekend. You're moving. He goes, I haven't told you when I'm moving yet. And exactly. I was like, well, yeah. he's an older, he, he, he's old enough now. He, he does a grown up stuff, like hires people to do that yes. crap because your friends are not helping you anymore. You get yes. a certain age and your friends are helping you. Right. Yeah. He's at that age. Yeah. I was at that age nine years ago when we moved or eight years ago when we moved. Yep. You, you when had, a, you had a lot of family helping you move then. Uh, yeah, but not, not. But we had a group of people who were taking. Has care it really of been nine stuff. years since you moved in the, out there? Uh, it was, uh, but it's been. It'll be eight. It's been eight years. Okay. It was in 2015. Eight years. I was like, nine uh, seemed like a big number for that. Well, I mean, it, it's it, we're less than one away, so it's not that far off. Well, no, you said you're almost at eight, so really you're at seven. No, we're at eight. Okay. It was in fifteen. It's 2023. It was in All summer. Right. We're at eight. Oh. Okay. We're in the ninth year. So no, when you're in the ninth year, you're not that far away from nine. Okay. Well, it seems like it has been a long time though. Right? It's in third grade and she's a junior. It seems like girl math that you're throwing at me right now. That's 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 what I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Yeah. So he bought a house. What kind of money is Clay slinging on this site? I, you God. know what? No, I think this is mostly just from selling doors. And Andy has Andy has a podcast that is not Clay's online related. Whoa. It's the CNC Golf Factory. It's a golf podcast that Andy does, and it is I the numbers that this thing is pulling. I you know Clay's Clay's that I missed the boat with. Um, with, with bringing this one on board with some of the, uh, some of the numbers that it's doing CNC golf factory. Awesome. Yeah. It's with Kurt Rowe, um, the executive director of the metropolitan amateur Kurt Rowe. Okay. Yeah. Executive director of the metropolitan amateur golf association, depending on who you talk to, uh, possibly a, you know, just a, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Um, it, it's not the greatest um, an um, acronym for that uh, for for that company right now. And then Kurt Goss the third, head PGA professional at the Country Club at St Albans. Fantastic. Yeah. Good friend Andy. Yeah. So they are they are just throwing out uh, podcasts uh, left and right there, and it's uh, at one point. I mean, it was. 
it, it was one of the most downloaded golf podcasts in the in the country. That's awesome. Yeah, so uh, that and slinging slinging doors to to people's houses and companies and all the other stuff. So he's nice. uh, yeah. So uh, if you buy Andy's old house, you're gonna get some money, money doors. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. Like so there, flight doors, and his new house has doors that hadn't even been released to the public yet. Correct. Sure. Yeah, yeah. His his new house has a pool in it. Oh, in ground well, pool. Yeah, blessed. <laughs> yeah. So he's already looked into how we can record shows from inside the pool next summer. In the pool. In the pool. Yeah. In the pool. Poolside chats with Andy Hanselman. I feel no. I think like the pool has a swim up bar in it. Does he have a bartender? I don't know if he's there yet, but he he has plans of us just putting on the headset as we're sitting in the pool and and recording this uh, recording this show. Cameras off. I would think so. Yeah. Cameras off. Yeah. So I mean, he's got like a full studio aspirations, everything that he's going to be in the pool. into this and well, into the house, and then okay. have a mobile unit that he can take out to the pool. Into the pool, the pool that's open four months a year. Yeah, so uh, I, I might go out there on Sunday. I might go check the house out on Sunday. Um, I, I know he was signing on stuff on Thursday. So do you have an address you could give out on the uh, on the show so maybe someone else wants to come by? If you know what, hours, if Andy uh, was it, if Andy was doing the show with me this week, mm-hmm. I would ask him if he wanted to give out the address for that purpose. Uh, but since he's not involved in the show this week, I'm not going to do that to him. That's fine. That's fair. I would, I would like to do that, but I'm not going to. We just let everybody take it, just take over some mac and cheese, drop it on, just knock on the door and say, welcome to the neighborhood. Doesn't matter if you live in the neighborhood, but welcome him. Yeah. We, uh, you know, John, it's been a couple weeks since you and I have done a show together. For those listening that probably were huge fans of uh, Pro Wrestling Talk STL that you and I did on 590 The Fan KFNS each and every Saturday from 10 to 11. Uh, That show currently in hiatus right now. We have we have Turns put that. Out it sucks to do a radio show on Thursday when a show you would talk about airs on Friday. Yeah, too much stuff was happening. <laughs> too much stuff was going on in the world of wrestling. Even even news. I mean, there were how many cuts that one week we did the show we recorded on a Wednesday, and then everybody gets fired on Thursday. Yeah, and this we already nice. have the show in the can, and we're just like, yeah, we're not going back and redoing that. No, we're too busy, and that's unfortunate because it would be awesome to be able to do something like that live, but with our kids' schedules, it is absolutely impossible Yeah, for that to ever happen. It happened once, and it was the only time I think it was capable of happening. It just worked out. And, and then, yeah, the week that we did do it live and had massive amounts of plans, 590 gave us two hours to do the show. We went live on location from somewhere to do the show. We were promised interviews for the show. And then CM Punk decided to act like a child. And we were told, no, you guys can't have any more interviews. Right. And then we got Conrad Thompson. Who else, who else did Dave want to give us that week? Uh, Lash, Lash, Lash LaRue. WCW's Lash LaRue. Yes. Who is carrying around his giant metal water contain uh nice. canteen? You gotta stay hydrated. Yeah. A lot of lot of big water bottles at wrestling conventions. There really are. There are. Gotta that's, stay hydrated. Yeah, that's I, I mean, that's a market, that's an untapped market, I feel like. That's what that's why they have the giant. Yeti makes them, and Stanley makes them. Ones that weigh 15 pounds, and then you put water in them. Yeah. And these guys carry Mercado. And you want to look like you were like you're big. You, you you're always worried about making sure you get all your water because you're working out. You gotta, yeah, gotta, gotta stay hydrated. It's very important. It's very big wrestling conventions. Yeah, but we said no thank. We said no thanks to to Lash. We right. Yeah, the we, long uh, five hours to talk to Lash LaRue. That's that's the outstanding job by AEW. Yeah, I was really holding out for Dennis Rodman. That didn't happen, but. It's okay. I'll have another opportunity to to meet the worm. One day. Yeah. That's why the... <laughs> he got paid enough. He'll see him again. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> that's how it works. That's how it works for a lot of those guys. 
There's a lot. I mean, I'm doing this for my basement right now, John, and the wall behind me has a lot of pictures that for most people would cost a lot of money to get these taken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I talked to a guy, um, one of my clients, uh, sign clients, who works uh, one of the airport parking facilities. Uh, he's a huge comics, Funko Pop collector, loves horror films, him and his, uh, his wife and their kid. And they went to a convention and he was flipping through pics and he must have had 15, 20 meet and greets. And I'm like, I know how much these things cost at wrestling conventions. I can't imagine what these things cost here, but they were the coolest, coolest pictures. And he only had a couple of things signed because like I said, those pictures right there, you can display those and you have a story because you met them. And those were really, really cool and really special. And that was his thing. He just, he paid for the meet greets, didn't really care about the autographs that much just wanted to meet the people who had an influence in his life. And it's pretty cool that there's guy those things exist for fans, but it's also really cool that you can be out of your business for 40 years and make a living doing that. Right. All you're doing is making fans happy. Yeah. I'm looking right. I'm looking at, I got the stone cold, the Ric Flair and the Roman reigns all night next to each other right now. That's pretty cool. Then you paid for zero of them. Where did you meet Roman? Uh, he, this, I, I thought you knew. So, oh, you went at a Super Bowl thing, didn't you? That this was January or February, whatever time of the year, with 2020, Super Bowl 2020 in Miami. They had Roman Reigns going around doing interviews at Media Night. Think about that now. <laughs> they were desperate to try and get him over with the fans as happy, happy Roman. <laughs> they had. They, now, they, you busted open, couldn't get him on their show. <laughs> With Bully I don't, Ray there, I don't think I don't think WWE the Bump could get Roman Reigns on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we have him on the pre-show? No. <laughs> the pre-tape on the pre-show? No. Right. Sam Roberts? No. That's <laughs> he, he works, but I work here. He was so? walking. He was walking around with media members. That was three or four years ago. And that's crazy. Yeah, that was three and a half years ago. Three and a half years ago before the pandemic. They wanted him at the time to be the biggest star in the business, and now he is. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> it's just, yeah, absolutely. Just yeah. <laughs> Roman Reigns walking around doing media in a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. That's hilarious. Asking, yeah, asking wrestlers questions. Then basically, I mean, really, it, what it was was to promote because the Super Bowl that year was on Fox. So it was to promote the the crossover between WWE and the NFL and be Fox's first year on Fox. Yeah, it would have been all about integration. Yep. Yeah. So that was uh yeah, lucky uh yeah, got real lucky on that one. Speaking of so okay, well I don't know which direction because we can go two directions with this when we're talking media and we're talking uh well, go wherever we're, you want. we're talking <laughs> wrestling. We don't follow this. a script. I know, but I'm just saying I could flip one direction or the other. The fork in the road is very clear with this, but I'm going to bring it up right now, especially right now since I have the, the game. I, one of my uh, TVs I have on right now is the Phillies Braves game. Uh, John, earlier this week, um, after game two, I'm sure you saw the play where Bryce Harper got doubled up to end the game in game two. Mm-hmm. For those that didn't, deep fly ball to center field. Uh, Michael Harris catches the ball. Bryce Harper, for some reason, was rounding second, going to third. It was a, I mean, it was a nice catch, but Bryce Harper was not able to get back to first base in time. It doubled up. It was the third out of the ninth inning. Game over. Uh, Phillies lose by one run. After the game, uh, it is reported by Jake Mintz of Cespedes Barbecue and MLB on Fox. And... Uh, Chelsea James, I think is who the other, uh, the other person was. There were two people that, uh, that reported the, um, the, the Chelsea James, I'm sorry, Chelsea James of the Washington post. Both of them reported that in the locker room with cameras rolling, Orlando Arcia, the shortstop of the Braves was going, was laughing about Bryce Harper's base running blunder and saying, attaboy, Harper, ha ha, as if to mock him. Both reported that. It got back to Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper then hit two home runs in game three 
and during both home runs, stared down Orlando Arcia as he rounded the bases both times. After the game, Orlando Arcia was upset that such news made it out of the clubhouse. Going as far as to say, when you're in the clubhouse, I'm under the impression that I can say whatever. He wasn't supposed (laughs) to hear that. (laughs) What a dumbass. (laughs) Thank you, John. You, Jesus you. <laughs> Christ. I'm under the impression. Yeah, all you people who are in here to do your job, which is to report on everything we're saying and see, you see, you can't do any of that because I said so. Right. That's why there's a back room. And, then, yes. and, and you know what? Who cares that that got out? That's funny. <laughs> why, is, why does everybody get out? Everybody's so sensitive. Well, yeah. That's really, really funny. He should embrace that. Yeah, he um, that, that that's what so Chelsea Janes came out and said cameras were rolling, recorders were rolling. She said, in fact, after game three, I even asked Arcia if he knew that recorders were rolling. And he said through his interpreter that, yes, there are. I don't know that they have to be there, but they are. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't I don't care about language barriers or any of this stuff. Everybody goes through media training. Everybody knows the rules. Everybody should be smart enough, no matter what. If doesn't matter the country you're in or the world you're in. If there are people with pens and paper and recording devices, both audio and video, in the room, they're allowed to do whatever they want. Yeah. If they weren't allowed, they wouldn't be in the room. Yeah. No. Complete ignorance on that is just ridiculous. I don't, I don't, there are zero excuses. So either you sound like him which is sounding stupid or lean into it, have some fun and actually turn it into something fun. Who cares? He hit two home runs after him. That's fine. But that moment right there, good or bad, however you look at it, how you handle it, that should just be his thing. This could be his gimmick. Yeah. That's, I I mean, carry it on forever. I don't know if, you know, if they get beat in the NLDS and, um, you know, their great season season comes to an end. I don't know if that's one that, uh, yeah. Well, I don't I, think I don't... it's going to be his fault. Right. Yeah. Shame on anybody who points to it and goes, that was the rallying cry. Really? Why? Yeah. Because they publicly, it was known all the time, all the people, everybody in the country was making fun of him. Yeah. Everyone. On the other side, and on the other side of things, uh, Justin Verlander for the Astros after the Astros clinched their spot in the ALCS for the seventh year in a row, by the way. That's just unheard of. Uh, his speech was this. Boys, this is one of those seasons. By the way, he knew the cameras were rolling at this. I feel like he looked right at the cameras. Adult. I feel like he looked right at the cameras as he said every one of these words. He said, boys, this is one of those seasons. Nothing went our effing way early. We battled through injuries. We effing grinded. I wasn't even effing here. (laughs) (laughs) And then he said something about the fact that this was their seventh year of doing it. And then he said, we're all going to pop our bottles of champagne on seven and then counted to seven. (laughs) You want to make media uncomfortable and get cameras and microphones off? Do that. Yes. I've also never heard of panic. Do that. I've also never heard of a seven count. (laughs) I liked that. I've I've talked about this before. Yeah, I have my my youth baseball team. We go on two. We go sweet on two. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, it is. Half the people have no idea what's going on. But oh, yes, the kids have embraced it. The kids have they embraced have, it. Yes, well, they know now. Next, Coach next step uh, that I'm getting for the uh, spring for them, um, we're we're gonna get BWO shirts, Blue World Order shirts. <laughs> Jesus, we're we're the we're the Blue Jays. The the and... Blue Meanie is gonna come and shut you down. Yeah, or he's gonna want his uh, his cut. I, I mean, I, I'm buying them online. I feel like he should he should get it somehow, right? Uh, yeah, yes, I believe it all goes. I, th- I believe I, I think he's the one who owns it because Heyman didn't like kind of like trademark anything. Yeah, he was stealing as much as he could, so I don't know that he went through the hassle of them had the money to trademark anything. So yeah, I think Mimi owns all of it. I think I could be wrong. So I mean, I see you've been in enough lockers. 
Have you ever seen anything like these two situations? Like the latter one, I've seen guys be asses like that on purpose. And it's actually very entertaining and it was meaningful. But have you ever had somebody who's like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't, I, I didn't know the people in here were allowed to do their jobs. No, and I, I feel like in – I mean, a lot – like, I haven't been in locker rooms for the big situations that I feel like you have, though. You've – I mean, you've been in locker rooms for World Series clinchers. Yeah, and well, and World, Seri- all, all and World Series off. losers, too, right? Yes. And NLCS losers. Uh, yes. Okay, I, I have. The, the one I, – on I mean, I've been – for a division clincher, I've been for an NLDS clincher, and playoff loss-wise, like, I, no, I've never actually no, I've never gone into a locker room after the Cardinals were eliminated from the playoffs. I've never had the opportunity to go in there for that, so I don't, I don't know what that's like. Remember, yeah, I, I have worked. I have you. You were you were rights holder. I was, you know, I was rights holder. I was I worked at a rights holder for three years. Right, and three, three years. Which years, though? Two years, actually. The year after they won. So that's what 12, 13. No, that's what you weren't there for eleven. Uh, uh, oh, well, they went oh six. So I was oh eight. So I was eight nine. See the somewhere year I was the year eight nine ten eleven somewhere in there I don't know I was I bookended well the, in eleven I was doing a show because we didn't have it Cam Wex had it at the time uh, and then you know what happened that was Cam Wex's first year and then they gave everybody who was affiliated with the pre post game broadcast all that stuff rings huh mm. and I wasn't there mm. and they had left and everybody got rings no I was yeah, just was thinking great. back the NLDS. Um, where they lost to the Cubs in 15, I I had access to the clubhouse in St. Louis, but not in Chicago, not at Wrigley. Perfect. They they didn't have you know there, there's there's room for like five media members. The I ran into that at Shea, and I I was on fire and got one. Because oh, at Shea's clubhouse, we had that problem in 06. Yeah, I I I had different issues in Wrigley, um, but. Uh, those those all got worked out, so I just I, I just kind of stood on everything else. Yeah, I know your issue. Yeah, you had different issues than I did. Yeah, we got ours worked out too. <laughs> ours was a little more of an adult. Ours was ours was grown ups, and it was handled fine eventually. And then the NLCS, uh, the NLCS one that was they were in Washington when they got eliminated in 2019. And then just thinking back to past years, that's one of those. Yeah, last. Uh, I'm trying to think where they were in 21. Who how who they lose to in 21? Because last year they lost in the wild know. card round to the Phillies. Yeah. And that's one know. where I just didn't even bother going into the locker room after that. After you get swept in those two games, that's one of those where you're just like, eh, screw it. I'll come back next year. Type thing. The weird one was in 04 when they lost. The oh, 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 2001. Series. I was I was there in 2001. I again didn't have clubhouse access. This was when they lost the wild card game to the Dodgers at, in in LA. That wasn't 01. 21. Uh, 21. 21. Sorry. Yeah. So I flew out to yeah, I flew out to Los Angeles for the wild card game, game and then was not able to go in the locker room. For you flew out for a game. Yes. That's not no. It Never had to do the one offs, I'm glad. But 04, I will say 04 was a weird one because they got smoked after the Ortiz uh, home run around the pole in game one at Fenway. They got just smoked by the Red Sox. It was the most uh, together clubhouse I've ever seen after a loss. Like, you would think that a club that gets swept and smoked in the World Series would be devastated. It's like they had come to terms with it even well before any of us had walked into the locker room that it was just their thing and they had no shot at beating the Red Sox. And everybody was fine. It was so bizarre. That was, was like, yeah. Yeah, we lost. Yeah. We got killed, and there's nothing we could have done. And God bless them because they played amazing. We'll be back. We'll play again next year. The yeah, I remember. I, I've, I remember Edmonds talking about that and hearing hearing his side of uh, of that. And yeah, it was pretty similar to where it was like, yeah, they they knew it wasn't happening. <laughs> it's like they. It's almost like they walked in game four, like, well, let's just see what happens. Yeah. Similar to similar to 2011, game seven of 2011, where 
like they showed up that day and it was like, okay, we're going to win. Like after what happened in game six, they're just like, yeah, like we just have to show up tonight. Yeah. We just have to show up tonight and the game's over. Yeah, those guys got no shot. We won both these games last night. Yeah, it's it's amazing how that uh, how that happens, in uh, in that. So, but yeah, the the, the whole Orlando RC thing. I mean, it's not by the time the World Series gets here, it's going to be such a long. It's going to be the story is going to go away. The story is going to be so far gone by then. Not even a uh, yeah, not a not a big deal at all for that we were i talked to so bob nightingale uh i i filled in with uh with bob nightingale today for uh for good nightingale Klabes, uh was unable to to do the show and we were kind of talking and you can hear it now on Klabes online we were discussing as far as like ratings wise how it goes and uh, the series the astros rangers series just how not going to be great for ratings i can imagine and if the Diamondbacks get into the World Series, what uh, you know, what would happen then for that? And watching now, oh shit, Bryce Harper just uh, got hurt on a play at first base. That a boy, Bryce. <clears throat> Looked like the runner ran into his arm, and he's holding his elbow where he had Tommy John surgery this offseason. That's terrible. The pitcher got way too close. There was a lot of congestion at first base for the play. That's unfortunate. Hopefully he's okay. They're showing the replay now. And yep. Oh. You know this isn't live. It might just be a funny bone issue. You know no one is listening as we are currently talking to each other. I know. You and me. I know. Everyone already knows what has happened as you are describing it on tape delay. I feel like the people like to know when we're recording. They're like, I wonder when this show was being recorded. Oh, it was when I was watching this game. Now they know it at the minute. Yeah. And now they're like, oh, this is what they were talking about at that moment. So I feel like, yeah, they like that. I feel like the people now feel like they are in, in my basement with me listening to us do the show. So does Bob have an idea as to what baseball can do to try and drum up interest in a World Series that isn't going to have the major markets of the game in it? A hope for the Phillies or the Braves? Man, but again, like this is where baseball has a major problem, and they don't have because they don't have stars. They don't have superstars. They have baseball. They do. I I think they do. There's a difference. There's baseball stars. They have lots of those that baseball fans know. But other than Bryce Harper, there aren't a lot of people who could go on anywhere and be recognizable enough to where they can draw fans in. So if you have a mega, a guy who has crossover, so like the NBA, people know a lot of the NBA players. Like the NBA, you have a superstar who comes to your town just about every single night. So even if your team's terrible, there is a person on the other team who could walk down the street in just about any city and he's going to get recognized. You don't have that in baseball anymore. Yeah. There's, star, there's, there's good baseball players. There are not superstars. No, I mean, you, you know, I, I you're, you know, your friend, Rob Fisher, and it, you see, you know, every day when he's every, every other day when he's at an NBA game, I mean, you're looking at that, whether it's in Memphis or he's on the road somewhere and, you know, they have one of the biggest stars in the NBA, um, on on his team uh, with John Morant, but every every night somebody somebody different across uh, across the uh, bench from them is just as big of a superstar as John Morant. Yeah, and they do a good job of marketing. Yeah, and baseball does a terrible job. Part of that is their superstars don't always want to be that guy. Mike Trout being one of those guys, and I never get to play in the playoffs as long as he's going to be in uh, Anaheim or Los Angeles or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but that's a guy who should be a the biggest face in the game, and he doesn't want to do stuff. And yeah. baseball can make him do stuff. Bryce Harper is the biggest personality or one of the biggest personalities in the game. They need him to be as good as Mike Trout, and then he would be that top guy. But it's been a while. I mean, they, the, you know, when those Yankees teams were at the top, those guys were known everywhere. <coughs> and Boston's guys. And everybody and, and Albert would do enough stuff to where he crossed over. Like there were guys who were smart and they wanted to do that. I don't know if that's a, they just don't want to do that stuff anymore, 
but they don't, maybe they just make so much money now they don't care about it or need to. I don't, I don't know what it is, but yeah, that's an issue for I, like baseball. I just, yeah, I don't, and maybe, you know, this year, maybe it was a good first step with having everybody play everybody. Maybe that's a good first step for that. Mm-hmm. Because so you see everybody, yeah, yeah. Remember, I mean, remember how long it took Albert to get to back to St. Louis after he left in 2011? Well, and then before 1996, he didn't see anyone. Exactly. So maybe that's a good first step. Maybe that's maybe that's what needed to happen. To yeah. to start it doesn't hurt. Up. You're right. No, you're right. So that you're so that when the season when the postseason comes around, you're not like, who in the hell are these? Is this team right? I don't know who they are. I don't care about them. I don't watch them. Because you can put as many national TV games on as you want. People are only going to watch their own team. There's yeah. too many games. Nobody's saying, boy, you know what? The Dodgers are playing the Indians tonight. Mm-hmm. Or the Guardians. Excuse me. I apologize. But they're playing the Guardians. Nobody sits down and is like, yeah, let's, I already watched my team play. Let's go watch more of these games. That take, even, though they, even though they're faster and way more entertaining, mm-hmm. it's still not at that point. Oh well, uh, yeah. As the NLs, I'm I I really am interested to see what the ratings look like for the ALCS Astros and Rangers, both teams from Texas. See what that looks like nationwide. Uh, that gets underway this weekend. I feel like the NLCS, regardless, Braves and Phillies will both bring eyes in, and the uh, the World Series ratings will just depend as far as as long as the Diamondbacks aren't the team that goes to the World Series. <laughs> At least if you've got major markets, that helps. Yeah, so it's not even. I mean, Phoenix is a good market. It's that's just not that that's not a popular, you know, nationwide baseball team. But Houston and Philadelphia are what top six? They're both in the top six or seven markets in the country. And it's a rematch from last year. So their story. Yeah, which I could tell by your pause, you didn't know. No. <laughs> you know how boring baseball has gotten or had gotten before this season? Yeah. This year, my kids actually weren't bored at the couple of games that they went to. That's the first time that's ever happened. Because they were just going so fast? Because it moves. It's constant yeah. motion. It's con- There's no... Taking the ball, walking around, throw it here, do this, call time, all this. It's all done. It's all over. Yeah. It's fantastic. And you know what? As much as I hate the DH, and I do hate the DH, it's changed the way the pitching changes are done. And that has helped too. So anything I'm in favor of anything that makes the game more entertaining. And all there is not a single rule change that was made this past year that didn't help the game. Whether you like it or not, they all made them more entertaining. They made, I shouldn't say entertaining, they made them easier to watch. That's what they have to do. Hey, let's take a, a quick break. And when we come back, get into uh, some more on the, uh, the little rundown. That's John Maris. Like, he's in for Andy Hanselman this week as Andy is uh, he's moving. He's uh, got a big house, and I just couldn't be busier all week. Um, to uh, to help him uh, pack boxes and move mattresses and set up uh, all set up sound systems and everything else that goes into moving into a new home. Um, but I'll I'll be there when it's all done um, and and, to, and check everything out. So we will uh, yeah we'll we'll check in with Andy next week and hear all about his new home. Maybe even do the show from his new home. Maybe that's what we'll do next week. But for right now, let's take a break. It's Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota, here on ClavesOnline.com. You're listening to Weekend Joe here on ClavesOnline.com, sponsored by Collinsville Auto Body. Collinsville Auto Body is at 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. And hey, they will work with most insurance providers to get you back on the road fast. If you're in a collision with a deer or anything else, uh, Collinsville Auto Body will help you out as I can speak to from past experience. Plus, I've known the family that's owned Collinsville Auto Body for at least the past 20 years now, maybe even longer. And I can tell you that it's good people doing great work at Collinsville Auto Body. 911. One North Bluff Road in Collinsville, another fine sponsor here of Weekend Joe. 
Can Graybar help my electrical and datacom jobs be more productive? Yep. Our supply chain services are designed for just that. Like job site services? Yep. We'll deliver the products you need where and when you need them, no matter your industry. What about technical help? Yep. Our specialists are top-notch. Emergency support? Yep. Even after hours. <laughs> They're a unicorn. When you need to keep your projects productive and profitable, rely on Graybar to help you get the job done right. No unicorns required. I'm constantly upgrading my auto repair equipment to keep up with technology. It's good to know Ameren is upgrading their energy grid right along with me. That gives me the power to be me. See how Ameren is putting advanced technology to work for you at Ameren.com slash reliability. Back here, Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Alton Toyota. It's ClavesOnline.com. All kinds of stuff on uh, Claves Online this weekend. Uh, huddle up with Howard. About an hour-long episode. That's about as long as I think Claves and Howard Richards have ever gone doing that show. But it's because they had a really good guest, John Anderson of ESPN, was on their uh, show this week. And they talked with him for the full hour um everything mizzou espn sports related and one of the uh one of the questions that claims asked him was uh what if he had to pick a sporting event that he hasn't covered live what would it be Ooh. and yeah this is a guy that's worked for espn for almost 20 some years mostly in studios though so it's not yeah. like he's at events but uh, you feel like you would have been able to i was i was surprised by his answer I was surprised by his answer. You got to go know what he has done. I, I, he, he gave two answers. Well, you don't want to tell me. I will me. tell, tell you. I will tell you one of them. Oh, we had two. One, oh, he had two. He had two events that dream events that he wants to cover that he wants to go to in person. Oh, hold one, on. There's yeah. a difference. Go to in person or actually work. I feel like for that, it's, I mean, I feel like when you get there, it's, it's fine. Like you do both. I'm, I'm that like I don't care. I if I if the Braves go to the World Series, I'm going down to Atlanta to those games. Okay. I'm credentialed for those. And for me, that's going to a World Series. I don't care if I'm there putting a microphone in a guy's face going, hey, can I get a quote? It's well, rolling no, here. There's stuff that I would want to go to that I don't want to work. I I'm to the point where I don't mind. Well, because maybe part of it, because I don't know anything about what I would be there for, what, like the sport that I'm there. Yeah. To see. So, like, I would love to go to a game seven of the Stanley Cup final. Okay. I, I barely know anything about hockey. So I don't want to work it. Ben, I, I know. Like so go. I know Ben Boyd was at the one in, in Boston for that. And I know he has said that's one of the coolest things he's ever been to. I would like to go, and I don't care who's in it. Yeah, I would really like to be in the city that wins. By the way, by the way, I'm just—I'm going to tell you—he has two answers. One of the things that he wants to cover is Mizzou in a national championship game. So that's one yeah, of his two answers. That's a dream. <laughs> yeah. The other one you got to listen to it uh, before we get too far off topic with that, because no, I do like. So well, I want to ask you yours. Well, okay, so one of mine. Okay, hold on, hold on. yeah, one work, one is a fan. How about that? Is that fair? <sighs> Like, well, is it, can they, if they're different, they that way they can be different. If I've been, so I've been to WrestleMania as a fan, though. Yeah. So that's kind of one of those where. Well, what do you, what's the difference between that and going as a fan and working? And the only difference is you can't go into the fake press conference where all the fan, all the fan media are. It's the only difference. I feel like, okay. I feel like if I was at a world series game seven in St. Louis and I was sitting in the press box for it. I feel like I wouldn't sit in the press box for that. I don't I will tell like, you in two. Go ahead. Also, I don't want to go ahead. Well, I, I would just say like, I, I, I walk around at a lot of the stuff I go to. I go to, I, I go to the all-star game. I'm walking around the whole time. I'm well, not, that's sitting, not working. I, but I'm not working while I'm sitting there watching the game though. Okay. Well, when I went to the world series in 2006, and in 2004, I was working. Like, I was sitting there literally working because I had to do a post-game show. That's working. Now, to be fair, 2006, even though I was doing that, I stood in a standing room area with Rich Gould for the ninth inning. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't want to be around anyone else. I wanted to be in the fans because that's how I grew up. And it would be inappropriate for me to be fanning. But, fanning we're, okay, working-wise, you, you don't think you could sit you don't think you could walk around 
and watch four innings of the game from the concourse and no. go and and have it, I I guess I, I guess the way I mean I guess when I watch a game I I feel like I'd be able to remember all that stuff to be able to cover it in a post game. No, absolutely not. I could never do that because I kept score because I took notes because I tracked things. I had a notepad and a scorebook and was tracking the, and was doing other I was doing like three things at one time. That's that was how I covered a game because I okay. had to go into the locker room and do post game interviews and was going to go be part of a post game show for two hours. Yeah, and that's minutes. okay. So I'm just talking about during the game. I'm talking about during the game. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like that's, that's me where... during the game for three hours, sitting in my yeah. chair, taking notes and keeping score. Which I still have these books somewhere. Okay, so the way yeah, the way I the way I would cover it would be different then. That's. And everybody, I mean, but everybody is is different in the way they they cover it and the way they remember stuff too. So, well, I was doing, I was like a beat reporter. So, yeah, that's that was that was the way that I did. I also sat with Rammer, who, if you when you're sitting with Rammer too, you're basically doing a three hour show in the press box to get ready for your two hour show after the after the game live. Right. It was awesome. So we're both keeping score, both talking and going. I mean, basically doing a show and preparing for a show. We've done the whole show before the show starts. Um. So, but by, by the way, the other the 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 event that I would want to go to, the event that I'm hoping, and this is kind of contingent on me just still being in the biz five years from now, is I, I want to go. Co- I want to go cover the Olympics in Los Angeles. That would be cool. That'd be very yeah. unique. You could go cover flag football. Right. That's that's one of the sports that's coming. Yeah. Maybe you could go and do some team handball. You gotta bring Claves if you're gonna go do team handball, though. Right. Claves and Rammer, both team handball experts, biggest team ball ex- handball experts in St. Louis. I feel like I remember this, yes. Yes, they did the uh, team handball play by play on the uh, with the US Olympic Festival this year, many years ago in St. Louis. Mark Henry has had that. Right. The uh yeah, the the games that are coming to the Olympics, baseball and softball, flag football, squash, lacrosse and cricket. So they've got this cricket one is for the Europeans and South Americans. And they decided to give the United States their very own sport. In the Olympics. And, and flag football? Yes. Who in the holy hell is going to be if they can get ten percent of the players that they would want to get? Right. That's it. <laughs> they don't need a lot of them. Right. But they just need the guys who are like six six that can run a four four with no pads. You get some of those guys from New Zealand that play rugby. It's it's not tackle football. It's flag football. You teach them for a year how to play flag football. They still have to cover someone who's six six and runs like an Olympic sprinter when they have yeah. no gear on. They're fast with pads. <clears throat> so that that's my top wide receivers and put. I still think I would love to take to, to have the U.S. bail on basketball one year. Take the best basketball players out of the NBA and put them on the team handball team. Right. Or just take, or just take ten of them that did the next ten that didn't make it. You're right. That's probably still good enough. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I always thought the like, ones, the you... guys that right now, the guys that right now are qualifying for the Olympics for Team USA, the ones that are qualifying right now that are going to be replaced once <laughs> LeBron and Curry and Durant and those guys decide, yeah, you know what, I do want to represent my country, and they go, and Grant Hill goes, yeah, you know what, you guys are on the team now. Oh, it's not like, could you imagine 25 year old LeBron James playing team handball? Who's, right. What are you going to do with that? Yeah. Stop him. So uh, that's, yeah. So then you get the guys that are playing now and you say, you know what, you guys, yeah, you guys have to uh, go play handball now. NBA players and NFL tight ends. Get them out there on that handball court and let them just go run all over everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, the Olympics would be a fun one. That would be uh, and then just because it'd be very, very unique, and you really got one shot. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, yeah, that would be. So that's kind of that's my big sport right now. 
That's the one. This is what uh, Arash Markazi uh, from out in LA. He and I, he and I talked about this uh, the last time he and I were together. I can't. I think it was at the All Star Game when we were talking about that. And he, who has been to every single major event that has ever happened in the last ten years, he even said, "Yeah, you know, it'd be really cool to still be in the business five years from now." And that's yeah, that's just kind of how you have to think <laughs> when it comes to this, you know. <laughs> We'll start with being in the business five years from now, and then we'll worry about trying to get to the Olympics. Yeah, and then Fair. yeah, figure out how I could get credentialed for it after that. So yeah, baseball, softball, which again, why why are you putting this in? You have the World Baseball Classic. Why are you putting this in there? Well, the World Baseball Classic is just a moneymaker. That's a revenue generator. That's not anything else other than that. Because baseball in the Olympic baseball should be in the Olympics. And if you're not going to use the major leaguers, then that's fine. I don't, it doesn't that, that doesn't bother me. I don't care if the major leaguers aren't in there. And they shouldn't be, for God's sakes. I don't know why fans are okay with their guys doing any of this extra stuff. Yeah. No, there, t- one injury is too many because of a World Baseball Classic or an Olympics, whatever it may be, for ba- especially for baseball. I know the NHL guys, the NBA guys do it, but it's different than a pitcher going out there and max efforting because he feels like he has to represent Italy. I don't, I don't think there were. I don't think there were any injuries because of max effort, though. But it has happened this year, or the most recent one. It has happened. Man, it's a lot easier for a pitcher to get hurt throwing a baseball, whether it's in the event or because they didn't have a proper off season or prepare for the regular season the way they should. It's been training. They have injuries that develop during the year that probably or possibly could have been prevented if they had gone through a proper spring training and work their way up under normal circumstances and under supervision of their own coaches and medical staff. Uh, this is me again giving play-by-play of something that uh, it's going to happen hours um, after people or hours before people listen to this. Um, there, there was a play that just was replayed over and over again in the baseball game. The guy was safe at third, but he was almost thrown out at third because when he dove into third base head first, his helmet came off. And his hand landed on his helmet instead of landing on the base. And oh. that was almost how he got out. He got his hand down. <laughs> he got his hand on the base before the tag was put on him, but very close to being out because he couldn't touch the base because his helmet was in the way. That's fantastic. Attaboy. That That's the answer now for everything. Attaboy. Anytime oh, somebody does something stupid, attaboy. Yeah, that's I, that was yeah, and that wasn't really stupid. That was just that would have just been really terrible luck to uh, oh, to happen in that. Hey, John, before I get into uh, I got I got a crack slipper uh, for our show tonight. But before I get into this and uh, we talk about this, I, I want to let you I want to let you explain to the listeners. I know you uh, you got the magic for less. Um, Park Hopper's back. What? <laughs> This is as random as anything that you could actually bring up today. It's on, on the on list. It's on the top. Of I know it's on I the sent list. You. I was like, is this the wrong list? Nope. Nope. I was going to let you talk about what this is. It, it's a, this is a show that, that can go any which direction. So, Joe, so you went to Walt Disney World not that long ago. No, no. I went to Disneyland. Oh, that's right. You did. I, I don't know the last time I've been to Walt Disney World. Yeah. My apologies. So, you went to Disneyland and... When you went to Disneyland, you could you could have tickets that would allow you to go to both of the theme parks there, both Disneyland Park and California Adventure. Walt Disney yes. World has four parks, so you can get a park hopper ticket. Now, theory pre-COVID, what actually the park hopper ticket did was. You could take that ticket. You could go to any park whenever you want at any time during the day or during the times you have the ticket. So once you tapped in somewhere, you could go wherever, whenever you want. All good. COVID happened. And that's when they put a uh, park reservation thing in place where you had to reserve your spot at the park, which you guys had to do that, didn't you, when you were at Disneyland? Yeah. Well, all you could do was reservation. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Now they did that saying, well, we have to limit park uh, capacity which maybe at the beginning was true, but after that was BS and they just used it to try and control crowds at each of the parks. And that's, that's all that was. And now that's going to be gone in January. And then for the park hoppers, they said, hey, you can still pay an extra $70 or whatever it is to have, be able to go to other parks, but you can't do it till two. 
and you have to go to the park you get your reservation in first. So it's not like you can wait until 2.30 and then go somewhere else. No, nope, you got to go to the first one first, tap in before you can go to the other one, to another one. So they've done that all the way through, despite people being furious and pissed, while Universal has changed none of their rules. They never had reservation requirements. They never changed their park-to-park rules. My wife and I went in 2020, in October of 2020, when people still weren't going anywhere, and we were allowed to run freely wherever we wanted. No restrictions. The only thing you had was the you know the standard mask thing that everybody had. But as far as changing the rules, I didn't do that. But at Disney World, they've been basically like, it, it's for a company that is did such a good job of building themselves from a public relations standpoint. They've done a phenomenal job in the last like four years of destroying themselves or shooting themselves in the foot as much as they possibly can. So now they're finally going to allow you to roam freely once again in January. You know what's really funny? And you're, you've been in deep in the wrestling business long enough to know that there are like super fans that are just basically like sick of fans who will just be like, oh, everything they do is great. And when they do something like this, so they remove these restrictions that should have been removed years ago, you've got a group that are like, oh, this is fantastic news. This is great. Good for them. This is awesome. Instead of it being like, what the fuck is taking so long? Which is what it's been. But that's the rules. That, uh, that, that, is, that is the rules now. You can, as of January 9th, you can actually, they treat you like a grown-up. Again, at Walt Disney. See, I'm letting you. Yeah, I'm letting you pitch your. I'm letting you pitch your your side job and uh, let the uh, let the folks know. All uh, the, magic, the magic for less is a phenomenal travel agency. Me, a part of it. Everybody else who's part of it. It is a. It's it's one of those places where, when you book with anyone and just go to magicforless.com and you can get all the information there. That's where I want everybody to go. And from there, you can submit quote requests, and it's a family, and it is a wonderful group of people that all work very well together. It's like the opposite of the media business. Everybody works together to help each other. Hey, John, we're going to end with a uh, yeah. We're, we're going to end with some football news and notes here on the uh, on the show today. I don't. Have I love football. To I love yeah, the NFL. Oh, you're going to be fine with it. <laughs> Hey, hold up, hold up, real fast. Did yeah. you watch the Toy Story game? Yes, I did. Yeah, we watched it. Uh, we we did. We were we were coming back from Hudson's baseball tournament. We watched it on my phone, and I cannot believe. I just I don't understand how they could do that. It was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely amazing. It really. I mean, just some of the uh, some of the detail that went into it too. Thinking like the claw to move the to place the football. Oh, that slinky was the dog. Best thing in the whole thing. That was slinky the dog best. as your as the first and ten marker. Yeah, that was all so cool. It was very I, I can't stress enough how incredibly well done it was. And sure, it's not perfect. It wasn't supposed to be perfect. The whole point was to get to people like Hudson and kids yeah. younger than him that don't watch football. And I loved I loved when they did demonstrations with the announcers in animation and they physically did demonstrations with the animated characters. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious. Yeah. The, I, mean, uh, was, I, I don't know that there was anything wrong. I don't know that they did anything wrong. And the I Super Bowl, the the Super Bowl this year is on, uh, is going to be on Nickelodeon. They're going to do a Nickelodeon game for the Super Bowl. And that's probably the feed I'm going to watch. Yeah, it'll be better. It was, it was entertaining. Yeah. It's definitely entertaining. It was fun. The only thing that stinks is they can't they can't talk because they can't get the voices. And that's the only that would be the only negative about it. But it was it was totally fine. And the technology is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, so John, we were talking about locker room etiquette uh, earlier mm-hmm. on in the uh, in the show, and as the Phillies move on to the NLCS, uh, we we know how crazy the fans are in Philly, right? Yes. So we're, we're well aware of that. Um, the, I guess a few weeks ago, or was it? No, this was last Sunday. The Eagles were playing in L.A. at SoFi Stadium. Security at SoFi Stadium is so amazing that somehow an Eagles fan snuck into the uh, Eagles locker room 
with reporters and walked up to A.J. Brown to interview him after the game. How in the world does that happen? Yeah. That's never happened. I've never seen that happen. I don't think I've ever seen anyone try that. Yeah. The guy was, yeah. (laughs) Snuck past security into the Eagles. So not only snuck past stadium security, you also snuck by the team security that's guarding the door for that. So he can go up and interview A.J. Brown. Well, I wonder how secure I haven't been in a professional locker room in 11 years at this point. So I don't know how secure those facilities are. I would imagine they're a lot harder to get into now than they were the last time I was in. You have to scan your credentials at every door you walk to. Wow, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yes, constant Man, scanning of credentials. Ugh. You could walk is- you could walk freely, but if you're trying to get in the locker rooms or on the field, you you're getting credentials scanned. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I don't do that anymore. Yeah. That doesn't sound like much fun. It's that is crazy. I mean, how in the world did it? So who used to work for the Phillies? Has that person talked yet about how horrible a job they did? I don't. I don't know. For the they, Eagles, they, I mean. Sorry. Yeah, it has. It has not been mentioned yet. No. Golly, that's incredible. That is. Yeah. What that is too is that that's terrifying. That's what, yeah, A.J. Brown, I, I guess, realized, alerted security that it was a member of the media when he looked at the guy and was like, I don't know who you are. Uh, I mean, <laughs> in a day and age, and in a city, for God's sakes, like of all the cities that could have psycho fans come after players, that'd be number one on my list. Yeah. And to have that lackluster of security around their own team, is, yeah, that's, that's really frightening. Because if the wrong person does that, then you've got a huge problem. And uh, finally, John, this weekend, this Sunday, uh, as you're flipping through CBS, you might notice that Jim Nance and Tony Romo are on the call. Usually they are on the call for the top game of the weekend. Whatever the top CBS game is, Tony Romo and Jim Nance, they're on the call. They're they the are A-team. the number one. They're the A team. They get the A game. Usually it's whatever game the Chiefs are in. The Chiefs just played on Thursday night, so they're not going to be. What are those? Here are the other games that CBS has this weekend. Commanders Falcons, Seahawks Bengals, Panthers Dolphins, Colts Jaguars, <laughs> and Patriots Raiders. Well, this is like the mid market Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. They are going to be caught. There's, there's not a great pure one, number one that jumps out of you, but the Dolphins are a fun team to watch. Also, Seahawks Bengals, that should be, I would guess that would be the game they would do. No. They are going to do the Patriots-Raiders game. Well, that is Boston. No, it's in Vegas. No, but the market. They're they aren't to, doing they're, it they're because of the market. They are doing it because CBS has the Super Bowl this year, and the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. Uh, so this is... Oh, all right. So they are well, giving Jim Nance and Tony Romo a chance to acclimate themselves to the booth and letting the uh, the truck team get a chance to do a dry run of what the Super Bowl broadcast will be like this weekend. That's awesome. Yeah, with the game in Vegas, putting your A team in Vegas would always make sense. But now, you know, more so with the Super Bowl, that would yeah, make perfect sense. I don't recall. I mean, I, I feel like it probably has happened in other years where it just so happens that the team goes there. But for CBS to purposely say, you know what, you guys are going to go do that game just because that's where the Super Bowl is, and we want you to guys, you guys, to go there and do it from that stadium. That's. I, I feel like that's. Uh, I, I have never seen a story like that before. But it's a new building. Yes. And it's a. Everything here is new. Yes. The city is new. The venue is new. I don't know how many, if any, they games they have done in that venue. It's just a unique situation where that story became a thing, where somebody right. I, somebody must have asked about it, or because it just stuck out like a sore thumb because of the matchup or the week the week of it. Just I wonder why. Yeah, like how that question was asked. Yeah, it's like a very they... smart thing to do. The booth. For Tony and for Jim Nance, it doesn't mean anything, but it's for the crew that's going to be working the game behind the scenes. They're the ones who need the work. 
the need for to them see too. I could also see it as a as a case of you know you just want to see the game from the booth there. You just want to. You also are going to have them do media. What do you mean? I'm sure that they're they're they can be oh, there. going Not around the town. Media, oh yeah, but do appearance stuff. Media is the wrong word. But yeah, they're not going to go do a, a media tour yeah. more than they normally would. But they can do things to help promote the upcoming event in that city because it's Las Vegas. Just people are going to go, but people in the city, you still want to touch them because you need them to be part of it or it doesn't work. You've been to enough Super Bowls. You don't have the locals on board. You got a problem. I will so tell you this. Some of the uh, yeah, some of the rates of I booked all of my Super Bowl stuff already this uh, these past two weeks okay. for uh, for Vegas. Brought to you by the way, uh, Super Bowl week in Vegas. Brought to you by Trice Consulting, uh, previously known as Trikin Consulting, with more than thirty years of federal, state, and county uh, county and local law enforcement experience. They currently assist with more than twenty law enforcement agencies in vetting their pre-employment candidates. Doctor Thomas Trice also conducts evidence-based training for government agencies nationally. If you are a government agency and want to add credibility to your hiring process and need an outside agency with experience to do so, Trice Consulting is who you need to have working for you. That's TriceCG.com. Yeah, I I looked at rooms. I looked at, you know, do I want to be on the strip? Do I want to be in a hotel there? I'm I'm going off strip. I'm, I'm three miles from the convention center off strip. For where I'm planning to stay. Why? Uh, First of all, price. Okay. I feel like I could just go up and down the strip. I don't need my room to be there. But it's great when you don't have to, you know, like make an effort to get there. You're this. You're just there. I I don't know. I've I've, I've been to Vegas a total of one night my whole life. So I don't know what the effort looks like. I mean, there's a lot of well, traffic's going to suck because traffic sucks all the time there anyway. Yeah. Now you're going to add in all these extra people who are coming and it's going to be really, really bad. Like traffic's bad. Uh, like during COVID, it was great. We were there for nationals in 2020. Uh, 2020? No, 2021. We were there for nationals for volleyball. And yeah, traffic sucked then. So it's, it's not going to be, the traffic's not going to be fun. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of walking, no matter where you are, but it's just nice for you to go out of your hotel and you're there. Yeah. It's much nicer. All, it's a different all the, experience. All the stuff is at the Mandalay Bay. Uh, yes, Mandalay Bay, which is uh, it's at their convention center, which is actually where the uh, what, 15 through 17s uh, USA Volleyball Nationals are in July. Yeah. I hope to be there in July at the Mandalay Bay Convention Center. This says right here, John, it says uh, where, where I'm staying to the Mandalay Bay. If I were to be there right now, it says it's a 17-minute drive. Okay. That's not bad. As long as traffic's okay. Yeah. Now, one thing with that place is that it's at the absolute end of the strip. So you're not having to go into the middle to get anywhere. About uh, what I'd say we're about what tw- uh, 17, 16 weeks away from uh, from being there again. How 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 much money are you willing to spend if you can go to a show at Sphere? Oh my God! Will the media party be at Sphere. So I've looked at the calendar already for for Sphere because I I have been obsessed with this thing for months now. I don't think you and I have texted at all about the Sphere. Out there, uh, probably not. But I saw it when it was under construction in 2021, and we decided when we looked it up then that we wanted to go. And now, yeah, we're back. right now the only two things they're doing out there is are is you two, and whatever the Planet Earth thing is. Right, the Planet Earth thing is like 69 bucks, and the uh, the you two thing was like 400. I, I know, I know somebody that's going to see you two. I believe it's this weekend or next weekend. Yes, out there. Uh, but I, I do know on the calendar right now, from February fourth to February twelfth, there is nothing on the calendar for those for that week. Because I could see someone renting it out every night. I I feel like they will put on huge huge shows there that week. They can do whatever they want. So that is where they can charge whatever they want. Yeah. 
But it'd be great if the media party was there. Yeah. <laughs> see, see how uh, see how many pe- people Claves knows in Vegas. He knows everyone. Everyone. So, Don't you know this by now? Either so, he knows everyone, or he knows someone who knows everyone. Yeah. So I'll, everyone I'll who doesn't it. know him, he knows someone who does know them. Yeah, I'll I'll find a way to get there. I don't know what my price point is to go see a show there, but let's start with zero and uh, work our way up. <laughs> zero and a, and a hope and a prayer. Yeah, yeah, that's what we'll that's what we'll start at, and then we'll we'll go from there. But yeah, that is I I do I I am looking to see what will be there because I I would love to go see that. I would just love to. I want to see something. I'll go do the Earth thing. I don't care. Yeah, and I just want to go see yeah. something. Maybe they'll just have like a media thing, like, yeah, we'll we'll give you a tour of that place. We'll we'll put something up on the screen for ten minutes and you can see it. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I just want to go in it. I want to see what it's like, and then let's say that I did. Yeah. I don't right. want to drop four hundred bucks. No. A ticket. Oh no. All right, we're gonna wrap up the show, John. Thank you so much for filling in for uh, for Andy. Next week we'll get a huge rundown. I'm gonna to go tour his house. Uh, we might do the show from his house. Ooh, you should do a video tour of the house. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do all of that uh, for the uh, for the folks listening, and uh, they can uh, they can enjoy Andy's new home uh, next week on the program. For John Marisek, I'm Joe Roderick. This has been. Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClavesOnline.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Munganass with Munganass St. Louis Acura, here to talk to you today about some benefits of Acura's certified pre-owned program. After passing a 182-point multi-point inspection, Acura backs all of our certified pre-owned cars with a six-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty and a seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Munganass St. Louis Acura has new inventory arriving daily. Come on into Munganass St. Louis Acura today, meet our award-winning team, and find that perfect certified pre-owned Acura for you.